Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. Good morning, church. So when I was uh, 20 years old, I suffered a pretty serious uh, lower back injury. And it took me out from uh, any, any major physical work or physical activity for about uh, six to seven months. So it was pretty serious. And uh, there were several things that uh, contributed to this injury. Uh, for one, at the time, I was working at a grocery store. So I was doing a lot of uh, regular heavy lifting of, of products and, um, and stock and all that. Um, also, that summer, I went on a backpacking trip. And I was carrying way too much weight in a backpack that wasn't the right fit for me. But by far the biggest contributor to my back injury was my ego lifting at the gym. Okay, and it actually, it was, it was at the gym that my injury took place. Now, some of you are probably wondering, what is ego lifting? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. Okay, it's when someone attempts to lift more weight than they should, sometimes to get stronger, but usually to impress their friends or some onlookers that are around them. And I have to admit, I was an immature 20-year-old ego lifter. Now, no offense to any 20-year-olds who are here today, uh, but I was just getting into weightlifting, and, and I wanted to get those muscle gains, right? And I wanted them ASAP. So I was lifting way too much weight with absolutely terrible form, and I ended up injuring my back in the process. I went to the doctor, and I got a pretty humbling diagnosis. He said, at 20, your back is in worse shape than your almost 60-year-old dad. Okay, pretty humbling. And then he recommended me to a physiotherapist, and uh, my physiotherapist told me the most devastating words any ego lifter could hear. He said, you're weak. (laughs) You're weak, he said. And I was like, oh, bro, that hurts. That hurts. But actually, he he didn't say that harshly, but he sure felt like that. What he actually said to me was, your back gave out because it's overworking. And it's overworking because your core muscles are weak. He said, your abdominal muscles are weak, which was no surprise to me because I hate sit-ups. But then he also said, related to that, uh, your leg muscles are weak. And then he said, the worst of it all is that your hip flexors are extremely tight and extremely weak. And that was a surprise to me because I didn't even know what hip flexors were. (laughs) I didn't even know I had hip flexors, and I didn't know how important they were. I found out that they're, they're super important muscles that stabilize us and actually make it possible for us to do a lot of different movements and different activities. But it turns out that in my overemphasis on getting major muscle gains, my core was being underdeveloped. The most, the most important and crucial muscles that actually allow me to do the rest of it safely and effectively. And, and my physiotherapist calling me out uh, was quite humbling, but also it was, it was eye-opening because it forced me to realize where I was weak. It forced me to see uh, what was being neglected, what was being underdeveloped, and it stirred up in me a desire to do something about it. Now, if we were to uh, look at the world and all the different areas that make up our life, we would see that that self-development is a very common thing, right? So we look at the, the leadership and consulting industry. This industry worth billions and billions of dollars, people wanting to become better business leaders, to run better companies, to be more successful in their career. Likewise, we look at the the higher education industry, also worth billions of dollars. 
people wanting to learn more in their field, wanting to get more education, develop their credentials, specialize more in their job. And then, of course, the, the fitness and health industry, a growing industry, people wanting to get healthier, wanting to make lifestyle changes, wanting to achieve their fitness goals, wanting to get those gains, right? And the point is that we spend tons of time and resources and effort in developing ourselves in all sorts of areas in our life, which is a good thing, right? Our, our professional life, our intellectual life, our physical life, our social life. But what about our faith life? What about our faith life? How much do we pursue self-development when it comes to our faith? Perhaps that's a, a bit of an uncomfortable question, right? Because I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves, while we might have a mature level of development in other areas, our faith life is often underdeveloped, right? That many of us might only have an elementary level of understanding and knowledge of our Catholic faith. Right? That if somebody were to ask us on the street uh, about our Catholic faith, we would be hesitant or uncomfortable. And, and we don't experience the same, the same drive and motivation and hunger to develop our knowledge of the faith the way we develop other areas of our life. And, and this is not an accusation or a condemnation on anyone. It's just facing a reality that we need to hear. Right? Like, like me needing to hear my physiotherapist tell me that my core is weak so that I can get stronger where it matters the most. And so it's important for us to hear that, that our development and our growth in our faith life needs a little more attention. That if we truly believe what we say we believe, then it ought to be in our life of faith that we have the greatest desire, the greatest hunger to grow because it's the most important area of our life. The area that's supposed to influence every other area. And, and what we need is the same disposition that, that we see in our psalm today. So we, we hear David, who, who wrote this psalm, calling out to God with a heart that hungers for more. Right? David has, has already experienced God at this point in his life, so, so faith is not brand new to him. But he hungers for more. He recognizes that, that there's so much more room for, for growth and knowledge and understanding of God. And so he calls out with this, with this desperate and begging heart, and he says, make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. Right? David is calling out to be, to be taught and to be guided. He has the heart of a disciple. Right? Imagine a disciple uh, sitting at the feet of his teacher and his master, right? taking in every single word, saying, teach me everything you know, master. And, and these words of David, they should be our words. This hunger should be our hunger. Right? David is depicting for us a, a disposition that, that we're called to imitate, to be hungry to know and understand more of God's ways and God's truth. That as authentic disciples, we desire to more deeply comprehend and experience the richness of our Catholic faith that God has given to us. And so with this very thing in mind, this weekend, as Father Simon said, we begin a new preaching series. A preaching series on, on developing our understanding of our faith. A preaching series on catechesis. This fancy word for uh, the teaching of the faith. And we're calling this series The Fundamentals. The Fundamentals, because throughout these weeks of Lent, 
we're going to dig into the fundamental building blocks of our faith, right? Those core pieces of our life as Catholics that make us Catholics. That if someone were to ask us, hey, what's Catholicism in a nutshell? We could easily say, well, here are the fundamentals. And, and not only because we have a head knowledge of it, but because we experience and live out these fundamental truths of our faith. So it's not just an endeavor that is informational, but one that is transformational. That is, we deepen our understanding, we deepen our experience of God. And in these coming weeks, we're going to break open, uh, in particular, four areas. Belief, worship, way of life, and prayer. Right? Well, what, is it, what does it look like for a Catholic to believe? What does it look like for a Catholic to worship? What does it look like for a Catholic to live a certain way of life? What does it look like for a Catholic to pray? And these, are, these are questions that we're going to answer in these coming weeks. And, and bonus points to, to anyone who's looking at this right now and saying, hey, that, that looks familiar, that sounds familiar. Because these are actually the, the four pillars of the catechism of the Catholic Church. This, uh, this resource that is given to us by the church that contains the, the core, essential, fundamental Catholic teachings. This great gift that we have right at our fingertips. Perhaps some dust needs to be blown off some of our copies, but it's readily available to us. Right? Many, many believers that came before us in centuries past didn't have this gem like we do. And, and in, in terms of understanding our faith, this book is second only to the Bible. And is, is, is itself richly rooted in and soaked in Scripture. And so we're going to be breaking open these, these pillars to deepen our understanding and our experience of being Catholic. But why does this all matter? Why does this all matter? What is the purpose of all of this, of more deeply understanding our Catholic faith? Well, the answer to this why question we can find in our first reading that we heard from the book of Genesis. So, so we see God conversing with, with Noah and his descendants after this great flood that takes place, right? And God says this. He says, as for me, I'm establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you. And then he says again, I establish my covenant with you. And then again he says, the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all generations. And then a fourth time he says, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And, and at first it sounds like God is being overly repetitive here, right? It's like, okay, God, come on, we get it. Right? We heard you the first couple of times. But actually in this repetition is an emphasis on a core truth about God. That God is revealing to us that he is the God of relationship. The God who desires nothing more than to be in relationship with his people. And all throughout scripture, we, we see these covenants, these, these bonds that, that ancient people would make, where they would enter into an intimate relationship of trust with one another. And God establishes um, multiple of these covenants with his people because this is who our God is the God of relationship. And this is the beginning and the end of it all, that we have a God that wants to be in relationship with us. And so we go back to that why question, the purpose of, of having a better understanding of our Catholic faith, why? The answer is relationship. 
that is all directed towards going deeper in relationship with the God who gave us our Catholic faith, who reveals himself to us through our faith. In fact, the very first paragraph of the Catechism of the Catholic Church says this, God, infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. For this reason, at every time and in every place, God draws close to man. We were created to share life with him. And to achieve this, God draws close to us. The the Catechism has 2,865 paragraphs. And this is the very first one. This is how the entire book begins. Because this is what it's all about. Every single article of faith, everything we, we do and believe as Catholics, it's all directed towards this truth. That we were made to know God and to love God and to share in His blessed life. Nothing else matters more than this. And, and, and there's a circular dynamic that takes place. The more we know about God, the more we're able to love Him. And the more we love Him, the more we want to know Him. And it's a cycle of, of knowing and loving that, that takes us deeper into more intimate relationship with our God. And so as we look into these fundamental building blocks of our life as, as Catholic disciples, this is where we begin. Relationship with God. This is the purpose of it all. Everything that we're going to talk about in these coming weeks finds its meaning in this. This is the core of the core of what we believe. And as we journey through these weeks, what we're going to ask you is, is to come with an open heart and a readiness to learn. Right? To expect that, that God is going to teach you something new. Or, or he's going to take you to a, to a new level of understanding. In fact, I, I know some people who, who come to Mass every time with a pen and a journal, ready to write down what they learned during Mass. What if more of you tried, tried to do this specifically for these coming weeks, to see what God wants to teach you? Because God wants to take us to, to a deeper knowledge of our faith so that we can go deeper in our relationship with Him. And just imagine, just imagine what effect it would have on our lives if we had a deeper knowledge of our faith. We would experience prayer and the sacraments in a much more powerful way. We would see our our faith being so much more influential on all the other areas of our life. And we would be more excited and more ready to tell people about this rich faith that we have. And most of all, we would be going deeper into relationship with our God. Our God who made us to know Him, to love Him, and to share in His blessed life. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.